right, I want you to notice what it says in verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto him, them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, not having your liber- using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. This passage right here is one that I think you probably got preached on a lot last year when we saw our government going crazy. And a lot of people are like, do we, you know, do we have to listen to this stuff? Obviously, when the, what this passage is talking about here, when it's talking about, you know, honoring the king, um, you know, follow, you know, submitting to the ordinances, it's obviously talking about a government that is performing its role, not one that's stepping outside of its role. Okay, I don't, I don't think we need to do much to, to prove that. And so when it comes to us as Christians, you know, God has given uh, us our area as a church where we have authority. God's given the government area where they have authority. And, you know, as a family, we have areas where we have authority. And so for us as individuals, as Christians... You know, when the government's doing their job, when they are fulfilling their role, we should be a cooperative people. We should, you know, be supportive of these things. And we see in verse 16, this is the main verse I want to focus on. Notice how he says, as free not and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. We should not use or think of liberty as an excuse to just do whatever we want. You being free, you having liberty does not mean I just get to do whatever I feel like doing because there are some things that you might feel like doing that are evil and that will hurt other people and you should not be allowed to do those things. And today, with it being July 4th, which is Independence Day, I wanted to preach on the subject of independence. Okay, Don't get too freaked out. This isn't going to be so much an American thing, all right? but I, I do like the subject of independence okay there's like a twitter fight going on right now you got the trendies don't you dare do any america worship today in your church's day and then you got the old ifb you better believe we're going to be you know worshiping america today we got our red white and blue ties on we got our flags all over the place and uh there and, and you know there's extremes on both sides and, and brother austin talked a lot about that there's extremes on both sides churches is, you know it's like and here's the thing about it too while i disagree with a lot of stuff that's going on in these old IV churches on that. I also know the hearts of these people, and I don't think they, just because they love their country, that means they don't love God. Okay, so Let's not accuse them of that. But at, at the end of the day, too, uh, you know, I mean, do we want to go full North Valley Baptist and, like, have people marching around with flags in the service? And, uh, you know, I don't know. But we'll, we'll let other churches do what they want to do. <laughs> but we're, we're not going to do, do that here. But some of it's kind of funny. Uh, but I, I felt the need to address that. But I do like the subject of independence, okay? And you know what? I like our history. I like the story of the Revolutionary War. But I will say this. What we had back then was not so much a revolution as it was. It wasn't a revolutionary war as much as it was a war for independence. Because in a revolution, you overthrow the government and you take over, don't you? But did America take over England? No, they just separated from England, and I think that was a very good thing. I think independence is something that we should all like and we should all kind of shoot for. And that the definition of independence is a state of being not dependent 
complete exemption from control or the power of others as the independence of the supreme being. Another definition is a state in which a person does not rely on others for subsistence, ability to support one's self. And also a state of mind in which a person uh, acts without bias or influence from others, exemptions from undue influence, self-direction, independence of mind is an important qualification in a judge. So notice too how in that first one, complete exemption from control. All of us should have a desire to be completely independent. Nobody's controlling us. Nobody's making us do anything. But at the same time, while we want that, does that mean we're shooting to just do whatever we feel like doing? No, the, the truth is there is an expectation that God has put on us to live godly. There's an expectation, a reasonable expectation that society has put on us to not be harming other people. And I should not need police to get me to obey the laws. Now, I'll admit, it's probably a good thing there are police. Otherwise, certain laws I'd probably struggle a little bit with, like speed limits, stop signs. I mean, nobody's coming, right? You know, I, I, I don't need to stop, really. But I do, just in case some cop's hiding out somewhere and is going to give me a ticket. Okay, so obviously I'm not perfect in this area because, you know, would you, if you were out and you could see for miles and nobody was coming and you knew there were no cops and no cameras, would you stop? And would it be a complete stop? <laughs> Most people probably wouldn't, all right? But, you know, but it, you know we need that. There's, there's common sense with a lot of this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm as pro-Second Amendment as you can get. I've seen those memes, how Second Amendment are you? And they'll show like a fire jet or something on there. It's like, I think everybody should have one of these. You know, I, I'm kind of that person. You know, if you could afford a tank, I think it'd be pretty cool if you went and bought a tank, okay? I also think you need to be held responsible for what you do with it. <laughs> but at the same time, while I, I'm pro-Second Amendment, you know, if you choose to live in town, I don't think you should be able to hunt rabbits in your backyard with your shotgun because you're endangering your neighbors, you know, you're going to be kind of disturbing the peace if you're just out there shooting at raccoons that are getting in your trash can. You know, you might miss and you might you know, hit the car across the street or something like that. You know, people shouldn't have to worry about getting shot while they're in their backyard. So if a community says, all right, we're going to limit certain activities. Like I, I hate the burning ordinances too. I love burning things, which is why I live in the country and I burn things all the time. Okay. But at the same time, if you're living in town, do you really want your neighbor burning tires right next to you if the wind's blowing towards your house? So, you know, a lot of times we have ordinances like that, and we should probably cooperate with those things. You know, but at the same time, you know, I'm thankful we live in a country that if you really do want to burn tires, you can go get a house out in the country and burn tires and nobody will say anything. And nobody's ever said anything to me. You know, I, I usually do it at night. But at the same time, you know, so, so as a society or in a community, you know, we, one thing we need to understand, we don't have the right to let evil take place. We don't have the right to do that. Deuteronomy 24-7 says, If a man be found stealing any of his brethren of the children of Israel and maketh merchandise of him or selleth him, then that thief shall die and thou shalt put evil away from among you. Kidnappers should be put to death. And we don't have the right as a society when that kind of thing is going on to say, well, you know what? We're America. He's free to do what he wants to do. We don't have a right to say that as Christians. 
We don't have a right to say that as human beings, we do not have the right to just sit by and allow evil to take place and allow bad people to harm other people. They should be dealt with. And so we want people to be independent and you know, we want you to be able to do what makes you happy. But you know what? It's got to be limited. You can't go around raping, pillaging, and murdering, can you? I think, I think we all understand that. We want you to be able to raise your family as you, you see fit, but we can't allow, as a society, some guy to go beating his wife. Okay, we, we can't allow that. Abusing his children. You know, you, you hear the screams going on over there. You see the lady with the black eye. Well, it's his wife. Well, we, we can't allow that. That's evil. Men, men are not supposed They shouldn't be able to do that. They're supposed to give honor unto their wife as unto the weaker vessel. And we're just going to sit around. Well, you know what? This is America. He's free to do what he wants. She just shouldn't have married him. No, sometimes society needs to step in and we need to do something. If they're starving their kids, if they're abusing their kids, molesting their kids, somebody's got to step in and has got to do something about it. And because maybe that's what makes that pervert happy. But we can't allow that kind of thing. So what you've got to understand is when you fail to have basic morality, basic goodness, then you know what? You forfeit your right to continue as you please. And society is going to step in and force their help on you. I, I do. I think you ought to, ought to be as free as can be. But if you're not feeding your kids and your kids are starving, should we as society just let that happen? No. Obviously, we need to step in. If, you know, the dad, he's getting a paycheck or he's even getting a welfare check and then he's going and spending it all on booze and lottery tickets, you know what? You know what? I think at that point, society, if they are going to step in and feed your kids, I think they should be able to tell you how to spend your money. If you're going, if you're going to be dependent on society, then society should be able to tell you what to do a little bit. You know, a lot of people, we don't like what they're telling us to do in the public schools and all that kind of stuff. Well, don't send your kids there. But if you're going to be dependent on that, don't be surprised when they force some things on you that you don't really like. I choose to be independent from that. Because I want to be able to teach my kids what I believe is right, real history, not this critical race theory and stuff like that. So I want to be independent of those things. So here's the problem that we have today in our country. We do have a lot of deadbeats that put us in a situation where we as a society, we have to do something. Unfortunately, we do need organizations that I'm not really that fond of, like DCFS and uh, a lot of these welfare programs and things, somebody's got to step in and help these people in these situations. I'm not saying these people are doing things right. I'm not saying they don't mess up sometimes. But at the end of the day, as a society, we can't just allow kids to be starved, abused, and a lot of the horrible things that are going on. We can't allow that to happen. And those And, and the people who are bringing those kids in the world, they don't deserve independence. They don't deserve freedom. And so, you know, we, so we need to understand, we, people need to understand, you will never have as good of an outcome in your life if you let the welfare system take care of you. If DCFS takes care of your kids. You know, if you have to use all these things, you're not going to have as good of an outcome independence is always better. It's always the way, better way to go. 
But here's the thing. Independence can be hard. Sometimes it's hard paying for all those, you know, school books and things you need to get for your kids where you could send them to the public school and everything's free. You know, there, it is going to be challenging devoting all the time and energy that it takes to teaching them and training them. It's, it's a lot of time and energy to do that kind of thing. It's going to be hard, but at the same time, I think you're going to have a better outcome. You're, you're going to be better off. But a lot of times people want to do what's easier and then they're going to these things and then they become dependent on those things. We should always be shooting for independence. The government programs in America, they're not going away, but as individuals, we can all choose to do whatever we need to do to try to be independent of those things. And I'm not going to tell you all, you have to be as independent as I am. But at the same time, I want to be independent. You know, if some people are more independent than I am, some, there are some people, they're so independent. They want to go find a place out in the wilderness somewhere and live off the land. God bless you. If that's you, if you want to do that, you know what? I am dependent. Well, you know, I'm not dependent on the sewer and water. I've got a septic system and I got my own well. So I'm doing a little better than all you that live in town. You got, you know, all the, the running water and all or the uh, city water. You know, I'm not saying you're bad if you have those things. But you all understand, too, if they want to take those things away from you, they can. And so some guys like I'm, I'm getting a place out in the woods where I can do all that stuff on my own. I, I have a lot of respect for those people. I, I do. Even, but at the same time, you're not in sin if you choose to remain dependent on some of these things. You're not, you're not in sin. But I do believe it's so important that we have that independent spirit. I think we need to teach this to our children to have this independent spirit. We have a generation today that is very dependent on mama government. They're very dependent and they're fine with that. They think it's great. In fact, they think government should be giving them more. They're just always begging for more. And this is not good. This is not a good thing. People are so dependent. And let me just read, you know, since it's 4th of July, let me read a few quotes, uh, you know, from American history. This one's from Benjamin Franklin. He said, when the people find that they can vote themselves money, that will herald the end of the republic. And what are we seeing happen today? People figured out, hey, I'm going to vote for the politicians going to give me the most stuff. Hey, where's the independent spirit? Where are the people out there saying, I'm voting for the guy that's going to give me freedom. I'm going to vote for the guy that's going to allow me to basically shoot myself in the foot if that's what I so choose to do. But no, we've got them. That, no, we know what's best for you. Let us take care of you. And this new generation, great. Bring it on. This statement here, this is a really good one. I don't know for sure if this is 100% legit. This was going around a lot of places. There's, But, but either way, uh, this is from a Scotsman named Alexander Titler. Whether, whether or not this is true or not, it's a great statement, so I'm going to read it. All right. But it says, a democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates whose promise, who promise the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations from the beginning of history has been about 200 years. During those 200 years, these nations always progressed through the following sequence, from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, 
from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage. And you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of truth to that there, and that is the mentality. We, our society's figured out we can vote to get generous gifts from the public treasury, and that's what we're seeing going on today. And people just don't have this independent spirit. What's happening, he said, is it's horrible for our country. These things are devastating to individuals. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time so much talking about how to fix our country today because it's not like any politicians are going to listen to me. Okay? But at the same time, I do want to preach this for all of you because I do believe that if we are independent as individuals, if we have that independent spirit, if we know how to be independent, when everything crashes and burns, we can be the ones to survive. Because it's going to crash and burn eventually. And, and it's going to be the independent that are able to get through it. The dependent class, they'll be the first ones to go. They'll, they'll be the first ones to die. So why is independence so much better? Now turn over to Jer Jer uh, Jeremiah chapter 35. Jeremiah, why is independence so much better? Well, the first reason is independence provides an opportunity for the best possible outcome for our unique situation. Did you know that we're not all the same? Okay, we all have different situations. Okay, these tax codes and things that they're always trying to do. It always ends up nailing certain people. You know why? Because it's not a one size fits all. We all have different family sizes. I mean, what if you don't have a family? What if you're just a single individual? And if you're a single individual, guess what? You're, you guys are doing real good taking care of me right now and all, with all the taxes and things you do. That's why I've been getting all these stimulus checks, you know, in the, la in the last year. And you know what? That's wrong. I'm getting, you guys pay so much more in. You think, my, you know, my son, boys are one of them. So I guess I don't need to feel too bad. <laughs> I don't charge them rent. So all that tax money that they paid that I got back this last year, that was, the, that was just their, them paying their rent. I guess you look at it that way. But, you know, that's not fair. That's not right. The government has no right to be doing that. And again, I don't want to talk so much about the government. But anyway, independence, though, it makes it possible for you to have a good outcome for your unique situation. Because we all do. We all have our own unique situations. In Jeremiah 35, this is an interesting story. It says, The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go into the house of the Rechabites and speak unto them and bring them into the house of the Lord into one of the chambers and give them wine to drink. Now, I need to give you some of the background on this. What was going on here, Israel is about to be judged and about to go into captivity. And it's because they didn't follow the commands and the laws of their fathers. They didn't do what their fathers told them to do. They weren't keeping the law and God was upset with them. They did not listen to their fathers. And so he goes to a, a group called the Rechabites that were another group that were not of it, that were not of Israel. And it says to him, he tells Jeremiah, go give them wine to drink. And so it says, then I took Jehazniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Havazniah and his brethren and all his sons and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the sons of Igdaliah, a man of God, which was by the chamber of the princes, which was above the chamber of Messiah. So the shall keep at the door. And I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabites pots full of wine and cups. And I said to them, drink ye wine. But they said, we will drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, 
Ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. Neither shall ye build house, nor sow seed, nor plant vineyard, nor have any, but all your days ye shall dwell in tents, that ye may live many days in the land where ye be strangers. Thus have we obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, and all the charges to drink no wine all our days. We, our wives, our sons, nor our daughters, nor to build houses for us to dwell in. Neither have we vineyard, nor field, nor seed. We have dwelt in tents and have obeyed and done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. Now, the reason God did this here, God had Jeremiah basically put this test in front of him, not so much to test these people, but to make an example to Israel to say, look at how these guys are obeying their father. This is what you should be doing. You should be obeying your father. So that's why God did this. Now, here's what I want to focus on, though. Why did Jonadab give these commands of not drinking any wine, um, not building houses, but dwelling in tents, not planting crops? You know why he did this? Because he understood we are strangers. This is not our land. Because of that, there will be times in our history where we're going to be forced to have to move around and we need to be able to be mobile. You can go back earlier too in the Bible and read about Jonadab. And so while they were friends, while they were allies with Israel, they didn't have an inheritance. And so he did, he had the foresight to know that we need to remain mobile as a people. Otherwise, we're not going to survive. We're not going to make it. And I don't know what happened to them after the Babylonians came and took over, but chances are they were probably all right because they were able to up and move and leave when things got bad. So the thing is, this group did great and God commended these people greatly for obeying uh, the words of their fathers. But ultimately, what this guy did, he came up with a way of life that would be great for their family. And it was. It was great for their family. It worked. They were able to survive for generations. And God was pleased with these people. And you know what? We ought, we ought to want, or we, ought, we want to live in a country. I want to live in a country where I am able to make rules for my family, where I'm able to do things that work the best for us, that work the best for our situation. Our situation is not the same as everybody else's situation. You know, if, you know you've got these countries too where they got, they want, it's like they want everybody to make the same income. Well, you know, there's a difference between somebody who has two kids and somebody who has eight kids. A person with eight kids needs to make a little more money than the one that's got two kids. Well, so then what do they do? In some countries, they tell you how many kids you're going to have too. But I don't want to only have two kids. But some people might only want to have two kids. But again, you know what? Everybody's situation is different. And we should have a desire to have a nation where we're able to do what's best for our family and our situation. And we need to make sure we don't get dependent on the government. That we don't get, get dependent on these things out there. Because you know why? If we do, there's going to come a time where they won't allow us to do these things where they will start trying to limit what we do. You know what? If you want me to provide for your family and pay all your bills, okay, you know, if, if I'm going to do that, I'm, I'm probably going to tell you how many kids you're going to have. Listen, if you're, not, if you're not able to take care of your two kids that you have, uh, I don't believe in birth control. Well, I don't believe in having to take care of all your kids, you know, that you're having. If you're making me take care of them, don't get upset when I tell you, hey, no more kids, please. I can't afford this. Well, I don't think the government should be telling people how many kids they should have. Well, then stop making them pay for everything and maybe they won't think they can. And the truth is, I don't have any right to say what you're doing in your family in that area. But again, 
If you're making me responsible for you, don't be surprised when I do. I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell you, I shouldn't be able to tell you how to spend your money. But if I'm paying all your bills, if I'm giving you all this money because you're like, you're not able to afford groceries for your kids and then, and I'm buying your groceries and then I see you take a trip to Disney World, don't be surprised when I say, um, I'm not paying for your groceries anymore. Or if I am paying for your groceries, you're not allowed to go to Disney World. Because if I can't afford to go to Disney World and I'm paying for your groceries, trust me, you can't go to Disney World either. And a lot of people are getting real bent out of shape when the government tries to tell them what to do, but they're also doing that while they're letting the government take care of everything for them. You can't have it both ways. Okay? You need, that's why you need to shoot for independence. It's my prayer. I will always have the choice to do everything God's way that I'll be able to say like Joshua as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to be able to do that. And so, uh, turn over to Proverbs chapter one. Because here's the thing, too, about, you know, independence, okay? Independence isn't, you know, you being given independence does not equal a good outcome for you, okay? If you're independent and you have no government control in your life, that does not all of a sudden mean you're going to have great success. If our government just said tomorrow, we're abolishing the IRS, we're getting rid of income tax, we're getting rid of all these just bad things that are out there, that doesn't mean all your lives are going to get better, automatically you're actually going to have to have some character you're actually going to have to have some wisdom and in proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 it says wisdom crieth without she uttereth her voice in the streets she crieth in the chief place of concourse in the opening of the gates in the city she uttereth her words saying how long ye simple ones will ye love simplicity and scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge turn you at my reproof behold i will pour out my spirit unto you i will make known my words unto you because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have said it not all my counsel with none of my reproof. I will also laugh your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Okay, now let me stop here and point out how wisdom is available for everybody. Did you know that? Did you know everybody is capable of being a wise person? Do you know you don't have to have a high IQ to have wisdom? You don't have to have a great edu- education to have wisdom. You can have wisdom. It's crying out, but a lot of people, they despise it. They would rather be simple. They would rather be foolish. Okay? But aren't you thankful that if you want wisdom, it's available to you? That's a good thing, isn't it? I can be wise if I so choose to be. But you know what the fool rejects wisdom. And you know what the fool does? It says in verse 28, it says, Then shall they call upon me and I will not answer after they get in trouble for rejecting wisdom. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me for they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices for the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. So while wisdom is available, it takes work to get it. Okay? It's not just going to be handed to you. And being independent, it often means a more difficult today, but it always provides an easier tomorrow. But that fool rejects it. But I'm glad that I have the choice to have either. I don't have to live like a fool. 
you know, thankfully. But, you know, a lot, the way it's getting in our country, the way it's already gotten in a lot of countries is you're forced to just live a certain way. And I'm not, I don't want that. I want to be, I want to have the option. I want to have, I want to at least know that I have the possibility of being prosperous and being successful. And I do believe in our country that, you know, that's been there throughout the years. And I believe it's still there. I think you got to be a little more wise today as our country's getting more and more corrupt. You got to have just a little more wisdom than you did before. But at the same time, you can still do it. But being independent, it does. Just mark it down. Okay? Kids, mark it down. If you're independent, if you're responsible, today will be more difficult, but tomorrow will be easier. And it, Proverbs 6 6, it says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. Watch this. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her uh, food in the harvest. An ant doesn't have to have someone tell him what to do. It just doesn't. And you know what? You shouldn't need anybody to tell you what to do. You shouldn't need anybody to tell you to go out and get a job. But you know what? We got a lot of people in this country today that they have to have somebody tell them to go out and get a job. You know why? Because the government's giving them all kinds of money right now. And pretty soon the government is going to have to step in and say, all right, we got to cut you off. Now you have to go back to work. Why aren't they going to work right now? You know, and it's because, and, and, and the thing is, I don't know if our government's ever going to tell these people to go back to work. I think they're going to tell them, remain dependent until we destroy this country. But you know what? Those people dependent on the government right now, they'll be the first ones to go. They'll be the first ones slaughtered when it all goes down. So independence, it does, it provides an opportunity for the best possible outcome for our unique situation. And that and that's what I want. I, if, I don't want, you know, if the only person we should be able to blame for our failure should be us. But a lot of times in a lot of places, it is the government's fault. That's how, and, and we shouldn't want it to be that way. So another thing, independence creates a situation where we can truly have satisfaction and fulfillment. Right? So Proverbs 12, 24 says, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Okay, do you want to be the guy under tribute? Or do you want to be the one bearing rule? You know what? You need to be the diligent one. You need to be the guy that works hard. Proverbs 12, 27, the slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. Okay? People who don't work for what they get, waste what they get. Okay? That's why you have the people on welfare going to Disney World. Where the people who work for a living often don't want to, and I'm not against you doing it, but a lot of times they don't want to because like, wait a minute, I had to work this many hours for whatever. And he said, if you want to choose to do that, that's fine. But at, but at the end of the day, someone's like, I, I'd rather hang on to that and use it for something else. You know, we all have our priorities. We all have our area where we blow, areas where we blow money. All right. Some of you, it's cars. Some houses, maybe, you know, you're, you're fine. If it's yours, you're free to do with it as you see fit. But it's another story, you know, when it's the government giving it to you. So, but it does, it changes your thinking when you are independent, when you're the one earning these things. And because your, your substance is precious because you had to work for it. You know, you're not going to waste as much meat when you went and you hunted that thing down. You gutted it. You skinned it. You know, you did all the things you had to do. You're not going to waste that. It's going to be very precious to you. But 
you know, the people too. Back when we did the food pantry, I saw how much some of these people wasted the food. And it just really aggravated me. It gave me a really bad attitude just seeing all the food these people wasted. You know why? Because they had no work for it. So they, they didn't care about it. I said, people who don't work for what they get, they're often wasters and they don't appreciate what they get. It says in Proverbs 18.9, He also that is slothful in his work is a brother to him that is a great waster. Proverbs 21.25, The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Proverbs 26.13, A slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way, a lion in the streets. As, uh, he's making excuses for why he can't do anything. Verse 14, As a door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. They can't sleep very good. You know why? Because they didn't do anything all day. You know, you're not going to sleep very good when all you did during the day was play video games. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not and then you slept until noon the next day and you try to go to bed at decent hour of the night. You're not going to be able to sleep. Proverbs 13, 4, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. And you know, when it's talking about that too, about being made fat, it's not always just talking about you're going to become very large because the lazy video gamers are often very large too, but it's talking about being just satisfied and fulfilled. Like, I've got what I need. I'm content with what I have. I don't need more. I am satisfied. That's what it means to be made fat there. But you know what? These people on welfare, they're never getting enough, are they? They're never satisfied with what they have, whereas people who work hard for a living are often very thankful for what they have. They're very satisfied. That's the difference between the dependent and the independent. Proverbs 20, verse 4 says, The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore, he shall beg in the harvest and have nothing. You know, we see during the springtime, those farmers out there, they're working really hard, you know, and it's, it's probably tough while you got a lot of other people, you know, living in their basement. But, you know, what are those basement dwellers going to do when the grid goes down? And they can't play their video games anymore. What's going to happen when the grid goes down and nobody can charge their cell phones anymore? Can you imagine what's going to happen to a lot of people? We're going to be watching a lot of people walk around with the jitters like, oh, yeah. they're not going to know what to do. It's, I mean, I, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm almost looking forward to that. I think we need that. I'm not trying to wish evil in this country. And I'm not saying I want to see millions of people die, but millions of people would die if their cell phones ceased to work. And they would. And it's probably going to happen eventually. But, uh, you know, but either way, again, these people, they are, they're so dependent on these things and it's not satisfying to them. These people are not satisfied. Look at all the technology. Look at all the entertainment we, and everything we have today. But mental illness is up like it's never been before. Suicide rates are off the charts. I mean, in the year 2020, people hardly had to work and had money given to them like crazy, yet suicide rates went up. I mean, depression, mental illness, it all went up last year. You know why? Because these things don't bring satisfaction. Let me tell you, if these clowns out there that are out protesting all the time just want more government help, more government control, if these people ever get what they ask for completely, they will be dead within a year. But at the hands of the very people that they get into power, they will, they will be more uh, you know, psycho than they were before. There will be more of them killing themselves than they were before. Hey, since we've been given the LGBT crowd all these rights, how's their suicide rate been? You know, are their STDs going down? 
You know, are, are, are things better for them? No, actually, they seem to be complaining even more. Even in the minority communities that are just always begging for the government to fix all the racial issues, okay, they're, they're acting like things are worse than ever. I mean, we've got Lori Lightfoot, like, talking about racism like it's, uh, what, what did she declare the other day? It's like, a, like an emergency or something? You know, because they always got to have, like, an emergency so they can have these emergency powers. And, like, apparently racism's off the charts. And I, get, I, don't, I don't live in Chicago, but from what I understand, most of the shootings going on in Chicago are, are black people shooting black people. And, you know, out here, we've got people from all different races, and everybody seems to be getting along pretty good. I mean, I, I don't even see any, I'm not, I, I'm not seeing any hostility out there, but that, they're making it like it's worse. Because you know why? In government-dependent places, everything is worse. Everything is worse. The more these people get what they ask for, the worse their problems get. You know what would actually fix their problems? Independence. Freedom. These things would actually help fix their problems. But that, that's not even on the table. That's not even on the table. The last thing, independence provides an opportunity to have the best possible relationship with God and with others. And let me tell you, I do. I have zero problems with any racial minorities. Okay? I've worked with people of all races. We've got people here of different races. I have zero problems in my life. But I will say, sometimes in my mind and in my heart, there's a little struggle when I watch the news. When I listen to the politicians, because they just make me mad. You know, when I listen to Al Sharpton, I have no problem with black people, but then Al Sharpton gets up there and starts talking about how racist I am, and it makes me start feeling kind of racist. It's like, if, if these people, just like him, would just shut up, we would have no problems. But they, these guys, guys like him, they need problems. Otherwise, he's irrelevant. You know, and uh, the Jesse Jacksons, all these people. They, and so, the thing is, if you have to force me, okay, if you do like some black preachers I know that want to like criticize white preachers for not having enough black people in their pulpits, that just makes me not want to do it. But the truth is, if people just leave me alone, you know, and let these things naturally happen like they're supposed to, it'd be fine. But that rebellion, it's, you know, that type of act, you know, action, talking, it kind of makes me want to have a rebellious spirit. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying these people aren't helping. When we can, when you have to be forced to be friends with somebody, do you really think you're going to be close friends? If I got to go and if I got to go and say as a pastor, I, I, I think Hugo and Brother Dan need to be better friends. Uh, I haven't seen you guys spend enough time together. Uh, I've, I've drawn up a schedule and some play dates and all. And if you're being forced, I, you know what? I will not improve their friendship that way. And you know the truth is. That's what, what they're trying to do in our country. They're trying to force all these things. And the, and the thing is, too, I don't think they should be doing that. But here's, another, here's, here's the flip side of it. If I'm going around and I'm doing things to black people, then something probably should be done to me, shouldn't it? If I'm going and I'm targeting different groups and trying to hurt them and discriminate and all that kind of stuff, then, yeah, then maybe they probably should do something to me in that situation. But, again... You know, I'm talking to you as Christians, as godly people who are free. I'm talking about not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness. I'm saying you need to shoot for independence where you don't need these people. I don't need the government to fix my relationship with other 
you know, ethnicities. I don't need that. We shouldn't need those things. And when we don't have to have those things, we actually can have a real meaningful relationship. And it's the same thing with God too. Because, you know, the word independent or independence, that word is not anywhere in our King James Bible. But, you know, it does, and it makes sense too. You don't see that word a lot because as Christians, we are 100% dependent on Christ, aren't we? I mean, without him, we can do nothing. We are anything but independent when it comes to our salvation because Jesus had to do everything for us. So, I mean, I, it sounds like I'm preaching the opposite now. But you know, let me tell you, there's a big difference in being dependent on a perfect God and our wicked government. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a huge difference there. Okay, and so... In truth, you know, you couldn't have gotten saved had it not been for the Holy Ghost working on you. Without someone sharing the gospel with you, you couldn't have done it. But here's what's interesting. So while being a Bible-believing Christian, Christian is understanding we are a helpless people and completely dependent on God, we also know that because of God, that we can be very independent in many areas, but meaning independent from other men. For example, priesthood of the believer. We don't have to go through a Levitical priest to be able to have a relationship with God. We can confess our sins directly to God without a mediator besides Jesus Christ. We don't need a priest. You don't have to come to confessional booth every week. And I think y'all are thankful for that. And I'll tell you right now, I'm real thankful for that. I don't want to hear everybody's problems and everything that you did wrong during the week. That'll mess me up. So that that's great. And so as so uh, Romans 2, 3 says, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them that do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Do you know it's God's goodness that motivates me to do right and not a threat of hell? The reason I'm gonna, I, I want to do right, the reason I want to repent of my sins, is because of God's goodness. That's why. And I shouldn't need a church to make me be a good Christian. I shouldn't need a preacher getting up and saying, listen, if you don't start doing things right and show up at church more, I'm not doing last rites on you. If you die and you're going to go to hell or purgatory or something like that, you know, I, I shouldn't need those things, you know, and because of how God has set things up, we can be very independent, meaning independent of other men when it comes to our relationship with God. I still believe in church and how we do need the church for certain areas in our life, but you can still have a relationship with God. You can still have communion with him, uh, learn from him. You can do all these things. And it's God's goodness that motivates me to do right, not a threat of hell. Uh, we see in Philippians 3.12, it says, not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. The Apostle Paul is saying here, hey, I've got a goal. I'm trying to be like Christ. That was his goal. And you know, because spiritual things are not dependent upon man, you know what? The sky's the limit when it comes to your walk with God. You can be like Christ if you so choose. You have that, you have that ability. And so, uh, you know, I think that's a wonderful thing. I'm glad we don't have to have that. I'm glad 
that I can, no matter what happens everywhere else, no matter what happens in this church, I can still have a walk with God. I, I don't, I'm not dependent, my soul, my salvation is not dependent on this church or, or anyone else on this earth. I'm thankful for that. And so, uh, when all this is said and done, one thing we need to remember too, when we stand before Christ, we're going to do that independently. The Bible says every man shall give an account of himself to God. All of us. So independence, it takes work. It take, it, it's not freedom to just do whatever you want. Okay, We should want an environment where we have that option of independence. We as individuals should all do everything we can in our life to be independent as, as possible, but that still doesn't mean we just do whatever we want. We don't use our liberty as a cloak of maliciousness. We do not. Hurt, we do not have the right to hurt other people. But the thing, and the thing is, you say, "Well, I, I, don't, I struggle. I need the government. I need other people to make me do the right thing." Okay, it's there if you want it. You know, there's churches out there that'll tell you everything to do if you want to do it. And you know, a lot of people want that. A lot of people want a church where they just tell them what to do. And they don't have to think. I think you'll be, I, I, you know, and, and I, I don't want to get into tonight's sermon, but, you know, I think if everybody in this church just did everything I said, I think you'd probably be all right. But at the same time, what if I get something wrong? You know, what if I take something too far? What if how I do something wouldn't work the best for your situation? I think ultimately the best possible outcome for you is if you would be independent and you would get as close to God as possible. And I really don't want that kind of control over you. But there's Baptist churches out there where they'll, they'll tell you everything to do. And then you can go through there and you don't have to think at all. But just be careful about videos and things you watch on the internet and stuff. Be careful about some questions you might ask when they get things wrong because they're going to lose their mind when you ask that question. And they're just going to tell you, just listen to us. Just do, just do what we say. Stop watching those videos on the internet. You know, yeah, and, and then you know what they're going to do? They're going to stop you. They're, they're going to limit you. And I, I, think you'd be, I think you would be better if you were independent. And you knew how to think for yourself. And so on this Independence Day, let's have that attitude of independence. Let's have that desire to be, teach your kids to be independent. Teach them how to work. Take care of themselves. And motivate them to do those things. Let's keep teaching our kids. The, the government's the boogeyman. All right? They're the bad guy. We don't, you don't want them taking care of you. Okay? That creepy guy in the van offering free candy, that's the government right now. Okay? And that free candy looks pretty good, but we don't want to get in that van. And the government, they're offering us a lot of free candy right now, but let me tell you something. You get in that van, we're going to have a gun pointed in our face before long. And it's not going to be good. And so I choose to just remain independent. So with that, let's pray to your Lord. I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for Lord, where we celebrate the independence of our country. I'm thankful that we're not uh, dependent or are under the rule of, of a, a king right now. But I appreciate what we have. And I pray you'll help us to preserve it as long as possible. And I pray you'll help uh, each of the families and individuals here to uh, work towards being independent in their own personal lives. So, so not so they can just do whatever they want, but so they can have a closer walk with you. In your name we pray.
Amen.